Hey everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Everything Real Estate Investing Show with Sean Pan. Today, we're gonna to have a very special episode where we're not gonna have a featured guest speaker. This is gonna be another mid-year update on the show's progress and what's gonna happen in the future. I wanna just give a quick update about my own personal situation. I have this property that I am selling currently in Santa Clara. And after this property is done, then I'll basically be free from all of my past burdens from my mistakes over the past two years. And I'm very excited because I'll be able to hit this giant reset button where essentially I get to start over again. I feel like when people think of sadness and despair, especially from a loss, like financially, it's not usually because of the event itself, but more so because of the lack of prospects. So for example, if you're doing really well and you are killing it, you know in the future you're gonna make more based on your actions, then you're gonna have that momentum of just doing really well. But if you suffered a setback, either through bad investments that you made, or you got hit on the wrong side of a correction, then you're gonna feel sad because you're gonna think of all the missed opportunities, you're gonna think of all the potential deals that you could have done if that event didn't happen to you, and you're gonna feel like you got set back, you know, one, two, five, maybe 10 years. Some people who got impacted by the 2008 crash still haven't recovered to this day because you know, they maybe made you know, a couple million dollars and lost it all and had to go back to a full-time job to slowly build that capital back up. And you know, now it's been 12 years since that time, they're probably older and tired and they don't have that energy or the desire to risk that capital again in the future. You know, I feel very fortunate that I'm in a spot where I'm young and even though I've made mistakes in the past, I have enough time to recover and build back up. And even though I've lost a lot of money in the recent past, I do know that there are a lot of good things coming in the next five years. So I'm actually very excited to uh, fully execute on those things in the coming weeks or months. And so even though right now, you know, people probably wouldn't want to be in my current financial situation, I am very happy to be where I am because I do know that there are a lot of future opportunities that are coming. So that being said, let's hop into some of the announcements. So one thing is like on this podcast, I've been very fortunate. I have been very fortunate to have amazing people come on my show to share their knowledge and to just you know, tell it how it is. They're able to tell us and be vulnerable, share their weak, their weak points. They are able to share their successes with us and even share some very strong tips on how to become a successful investor. So if you want to become a great real estate investor, I highly encourage you to go back and listen to all these episodes because every single person is basically sharing their life's experience with you in an hour. So instead of having to spend 10 or 20 years learning the business yourself and trying to figure everything out, you could just listen to an episode for one hour, get inspired, and if you're truly curious about a certain person's technique or method, you could reach out to them. Every single guest leaves some way of communicating with them afterwards. But as a show itself, the podcast is unfortunately not growing as I expected it to. And I have some reasons why. I have some theories why this is the case. You know, one of the biggest ones is that COVID really slowed things down. Once the shelter-in-place mandate uh, was put in place, people obviously weren't driving. People weren't going to the gym anymore. And so people don't listen to podcasts as often as they did when they were commuting every single day. So that's one major reason. Another reason is that I personally haven't been doing as much promotion as I should have on the podcast. 
before I would post on different Facebook groups or I would spam it, you know, I would tell people about it at my, at my live meetups. And there's another saying that, you know, you're supposed to go on other people's podcasts, talk about your stories and then bring them to your show as well. Well, you know, as you guys know, I'm not doing the best in my real estate investing career. So I didn't really feel comfortable talking about, you know, my successes in the past on someone else's show when I'm not being successful today. I just had a call with someone about that. And then he was saying, you know, you still have a lot of good ideas. You still have a lot of good mentality about how the whole thing works. You should just go on the show and explain to them because there might be someone out there who needs to hear your message. I mean, that's why I created this podcast and that's why I still do the YouTube videos. It's just that I don't feel comfortable going on someone else's show and trying to preach when, you know, I'm not really doing the best myself. So maybe, you know, a year or two years after, you know, I sell off this property and I rebuild my capital stack and I have more systems in place. Absolutely. I'm going to go on that tour of different podcasts, different YouTube, you know, interviews, and I will eventually drive more traffic to the channels this way. But until that point, I want to stabilize and focus on things that are actually important where you can start uh, earning capital today. So, you know, with a heavy heart, uh, right now, I think my podcast is going to be limited to just one episode a week going forward. And there are several reasons for that. So one is like right now we're doing two episodes a week. So by doing that, it's a great way to just quickly put a lot of episodes on the channel and to make the you know, the, the podcast seem more legit than it probably is. You know, like in the very beginning, when you have no episodes, you're not going to get a top tier real estate investor to come on your show. But after you have 100 or 150, they start coming to you and say, hey, you seem like you have a great show going. You seem like you have a lot of good reach. Let me be on your show. And so I've been um, approached by many people to come on my podcast. And the good thing is, you know, obviously I get to talk to a lot more people who I normally would never have the opportunity of talking to. But the bad thing is sometimes I have to accept people on the show without qualifying them, without even being fully interested in what they're doing. It's kind of like reaching a quota. Like uh, it's kind of like what they say about like parking tickets, you know, like an officer may not give too many tickets in the beginning of the month, but towards the end of the month, they need to give a lot of tickets because they have a quota. Like same here. Like if I know that I have to stick to a strict schedule of two episodes per month, I'm sorry, if I have to stick to a strict schedule of two episodes per week, then basically anyone that wants to be on the show will get invited at some point. But what is that? What is that? What happens then? Well, what happens is that I end up getting people that are doing things that I don't really care about personally, which means that I don't ask the questions that a more interested person would be asking. And then eventually it creates like a more dull show. You know, it's like I'm not interested in what they're talking about. It becomes an inconvenience to me. And when that happens, I feel like you just create a lower quality product. So it's probably not the best to do it. It's probably better to find the people who I genuinely want to learn more about and then invite them to be on my show. And then when I have them on my show, I'm just like super excited where I can ask them all the questions that I want to ask. And then that in turn creates a better show for the listeners because they hear me being more enthusiastic. I'm asking all the same questions that they're going to ask. And, you know, then hopefully it creates, you know, a better source for everyone involved. And another thing too is like the whole promotion thing. I don't want to spam my Facebook or Instagram and just say to everyone, hey, check it out, this podcast is here. And then two days later, oh, hey, check out this podcast here because then the featured guests that you have that you're trying to promote whatever they have to promote doesn't get enough time to shine in that limelight. They're just there briefly and then boom, on to the next one. 
And then most importantly, right now, Apple like podcasts is like the app that everyone uses to listen to podcasts right now. So 75% of the people who listen to this podcast are listening through Apple, uh, the Apple podcast app. But what Apple does for some reason is they only limit the episodes to the past 150 shows. So after 150 episodes, every new episode you upload deletes another episode from your archive. So if I'm at 180 episodes right now, anything before episode 30 no longer shows up on Apple iTunes, like the app. So it's kind of like effort that you're deleting. Now, of course, you can always find the episodes on Anchor or on my website, everythingrei.com, but it's just so inconvenient to have the most popular podcast app deleting your old stuff, even though they could be great. And so if I'm creating two episodes a week now, that means that I'm deleting two episodes a week on the back end. So it's like I'm doing extra work for nothing. So that's why I'm dialing back to just one a week for now. In the future, if the podcast picks up and gains more momentum, then sure, maybe I'll go back and I'll try to do some more episodes. Again, I'm trying to keep my podcast to strictly interviews. I do a lot of content on YouTube. If you haven't checked out my YouTube yet, check it out on youtube.com slash seanpanrei, where I give a lot of tips. And they're in the short, like 10 minute segments. And I know a lot of people, you know, my girlfriend included, what they do is they take their YouTube content and they repurpose it. They change it into MP3 files and then put it on their podcast. Now for now, I don't want to do that. You know, I'd rather have just a platform where it's strictly interviews. Some can go to the podcast just to listen to podcasts and not have to just listen to a YouTube video that's audio only. In the future though, if I still see that the podcast growth isn't really there, then yeah, maybe in the future, I will just start putting on YouTube videos so that whoever is still subscribed to the podcast can just still listen to more content. And uh, I still wanna have the podcast, like the interview format, at least once a week. But I gotta tell you, uh, as a content creator, YouTube is really where it's at. Like podcasts are great and all, but on YouTube, YouTube does a great way of sharing your content with other people where they'll give you suggestions and whatnot. Whereas podcasts don't really do that. You know, you hear about a podcast because a friend recommended it to you, or you heard of this person on another podcast, or maybe one day you're searching for something like real estate and then my podcast shows up. But other than that, you don't get served other podcasts while you're listening to this one. Whereas on YouTube, if someone is in this realm of watching videos about home, like real estate investing, then they might get served one of my videos and then they click it and they go through a whole rabbit hole that way. So anyway, YouTube is a better place to get discovered, whereas podcasts, you pretty much have like a loyal fan base and then it kind of stays there or grows very slowly. So that's why in the future, all my interviews, I wanna to try to get them on video format and then take that audio, put it on as a podcast. Ultimately, it'd be the same content and for anyone listening to it, there'll be no difference. But for us who are watching videos, now you're gonna have a video piece to it as well. Now, in terms of doing business, my podcast has been pro bono, pretty much. Like, I don't even have a Patreon to ask for support, and I don't exactly take sponsors, not really. I do work for Conventus Lending as of now, as a hard money lender. So if anyone needs a hard money loan, feel free to contact me. I always love chatting with people who are interested in hard money loans or about real estate investing in general. Even if they're already affiliated with another sales agent, 
in our company, I still talk to them because it's a lot of fun to just meet new people. But yeah, I haven't done any real advertising on YouTube. I just hit that like threshold where I got a thousand subscribers and over 4,000 hours watched over the past year. So thank you all so much for that. And I'm now getting like maybe $3 a day, which is more than I expected. So that's pretty interesting. But yeah, I don't really do ads on the podcast. And because, you know, I wanted to just focus on the content itself. Uh, but in the future, I might start adding ads to the podcast. I'm not entirely sure how that would come out. And I don't even, like, I'm not even doing like, a huge campaign to get sponsors on it. So you guys don't need to worry too much about hearing ads. But on the hard money lending side, it's been pretty interesting. Because before, the strategy was to do podcasts, do videos, go to meetups, present at conferences, and then get leads that way. And of course, due to COVID, a lot of those things have changed. Uh, meetups are long, no longer available. Conferences are also no longer available. On the podcast, it's hit or miss. I don't really know. Like, I can't really track who is listening to that segment and who's interested in getting hard money loans from my podcast because there's no analytics over there. And on the YouTube side, my hard money loan video is actually getting a lot of traction. So it's pretty interesting to see that a video that I made a year ago is now becoming one of my most popular videos. But now we're doing the virtual meetups. So if you guys are interested in just meeting up with other real estate investors across the country now, feel free to join us at meetup.com slash everything REI. There's a meetup link there that you can just join. And hosting meetups have been a pretty good way to secure leads, but that's one of the main things I'm gonna be focusing on. I'll be focusing on getting more leads on the hard money loan side. My dad has been in the real estate industry for a very long time, and I'm very excited to start helping him on the real estate side because he has his business already set up here in the Bay Area. I have a decent amount of knowledge about the subject, so being able to help him with the family business, you know, with my girlfriend as well, seems like a very, uh, great thing for all of us. And you know, my goal is to be able to work hard, take over his business, and then get him to retire because he's been very, very tired from doing all this for a very long time as a one man, like a one man operation, basically. So yeah, being able to help him out would be great. And I think one of the first things that we're gonna do is revamp his property management side because that's the one that gives the stable income. Like for investors, our stable income is our long-term rentals and our you know, active income is from the flips or the wholesales. And as an agent, what he does is, you know, when you, you make a sale for a buyer or seller, you make that active income, but you need that stable base in case there are no sales that year. And for him, that's property management. But right now he's doing everything kind of old school. And I'm looking at these property management software solutions to be able to revamp his business to the next level. So we'll be looking into property management software solutions to automate this whole process and make it better. And based on my sales calls, it seems like there is one company in particular that I'm really looking forward to working with. And once we transition all of that into the 21st century, then a huge burden should be lifted from his shoulders. Now, of course, I also wanna be helping him with the sales side as well. Uh, we do have a lot of time, so I wouldn't mind going out and helping his clients look at properties, especially when he's very busy with other clients. And it never hurts to have clients on my own as well. And through the podcast, it has given me a huge opportunity to meet a lot of successful investors or people who just happen to have services for other investors. And so I'll be focusing on making these connections, you know, making connections through YouTube or shouting them out on my podcast. And then anytime that a deal gets done, then you know, I'll get like a small spread from that. 
And I think, again, there's a lot of opportunity here. And that's why even though like I lost a lot in the past, I'm not sad per se. I, I, I do get my moments where I feel like some gloom, but overall there's a feeling of optimism because I know that in five years, all this will work out. And you know, I'm really excited to just hit that big reset button to move on and to you know, optimize everything, see where it goes. And you know, once I rebuild that once I rebuild that capital stack through these other ventures, then I can go back. I can go back and start buying rental properties again, increase that passive cash flow. And then ideally, at the very end of it, maybe within three or five years, you know, we can rent out this home, make this into a nice Airbnb. We can go live abroad, be digital nomads, just like what my girlfriend used to do for two years. And we can just run our businesses overseas. But in the meanwhile, we're not stuck to a location. So that's the overall goal. And that's my plan for the next three to five years. And you know, I'm very excited to see all this happen. Um, I think this is like the cusp of when things are going to like explode and, and, be very, and do very, very well. So thank you all again for your support, for listening to the podcast, for watching the videos. It means a lot to me and I really, really appreciate it. So thank you again so much. If you guys have any thoughts about what I mentioned or talked about, feel free to leave a comment down in the comment section below or send me an email. My email is sean at everythingrei.com. I reply to everyone that I get email from as long as it doesn't hit my spam box. So thank you guys so much. I really appreciate it. Again, for the podcast, we're going to go back to just one episode a week and keep it going. YouTube, I'm still going to make sure that we're going to crank out three videos or so a week on a topic related to real estate investing. And in the meantime, I'll be working on the hard money lending side, uh, property management and real estate sales. So thank you again so much for being a part of my journey. I really appreciate it. And I'll see you all next time. Take care.